everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cinespection. Uh, I'm Gabe, that's John. Um, so John, I, I just tweeted this from our account, like people are talking about Star Wars again, all over the place, which is, you know, annoying in its own way. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so we just started talking and we were like, why don't we just talk about Stargate? <laughs> because everybody's talking about Star Wars. Why the hell would we talk about Star Wars? No, we're not ever. I won't say ever. No, I mean, we're we could likely, talk about that at some point. I would likely not going to talk about it. I mean, I would, wouldn't you like, I would like at some point, like, talk about, like, I would love to talk about, like, the first Star Wars, like, as a standalone movie. Like, forget about, like, you know, Luke, I am your father, and forget about the prequels, and like, you know, like just talk about it like a sci fi. Like, it's 1977. You walk into your theater and you watch that film. Like, you know what I mean? Like, without the yeah, back. I mean, I totally understand, but it's so far past that. I wish that we could look at it as just a single film, but I don't know that we would be able to. Like, this is like even Stargate, you know, I had mentioned to you, you'd never seen it, but. It, it even this isn't a standalone. There's a TV show with ten seasons, and there's actually I think there's like three different Stargate TV shows. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, animated and books and comics. Like it's this whole like media franchise, which is kind of interesting because it does seem to be like back to Stargate, of course, but it does seem to be like a promising concept. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have pictured it being what it is. I haven't seen the shows. I'm sure they're great, but I haven't seen them. I could have seen like like I saw that that Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin, who's who's his uh, his co-writer, were actually yeah. planning on, on a trilogy, and part two was going to be like going to another civilization, like Roman or whatever. So that's so that's the whole point of the Stargate TV show is it's monster of the week, but they keep going through the Stargate to map out all the locations, right? Right. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, it could be, uh, again, it, it, I mean, a short-lived TV series, which are not common. Um, yeah, but this is like, I mean, one of these ran for over 10 years. Yes. Over crazy. 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's like people on conventions and whatever. But this one, luckily, we can, you and me at least, we can evaluate this one as a one-off sci-fi. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of the stuff, but I can, I can... I can evaluate it as a one-off. I can. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a one-off. It's an entertaining. I I pers I liked it a lot. I yeah. enjoyed it. I don't think it's like gonna, you know. I do think like a lot of the ideas that Roland Emmerich had for this movie and put on screen, he had the budget and like the scope to perfect them in Independence Day. Yeah, one hundred percent. So you can definitely tell that like a lot of the things that were from this were carried over to Independence Day. Percent the 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 aliens you mentioned, the design of the UFOs. Yeah. Um, like uh, you know, it's also about revolution kind of vibe. Um, the the and military it into, like they they depleted all their resources and they're looking through space and like that's what they do is they go and they colonize and like you know. They basically subjugate whatever alien species they can wherever they can. Right. Which is interesting. Yeah. And and it's I mean it's interesting because like even even I mean he's known for his characters being all the same. Um, yeah. Here 
I don't know if they're exactly the same as always. Uh, I think James James Spader is playing Jeff Goldblum, sort of. Yeah, sort but of, no, a little bit. A little bit because Jeff Goldblum is not the main guy in Independence Day. The main yeah. guy is Will Smith. And here, Kurt Russell is definitely the second guy behind James Spader. Mm -hmm. So the, the role is inverted. Um, but there's a little bit of him. Kurt Russell is not like Will Smith, though, because he's a bit of a, like, he's douchey. He's not very likable. Right. I mean, they, they try to give, you can tell that Emmer tried to have like a story arc here, I feel like, where it was like, he's a douche, but then he becomes a good guy at the end. Uh, I don't know how well that arc got completed. Kurt Russell is not, this is not, you know, this is exactly what you and I disagree, but you should agree with me on is like, I know your love of Kurt Russell. Um but like he doesn't always perform well, and in this role he definitely did not like. No, this this was not a role for him. He was horribly mis miscast. Yeah. It would have been good to like who would have been like a good '90s grumpy like Harrison Ford would have been okay in something like yeah. that. Yeah, or like somebody like it like like a grumpy '90s kind of guy. But Kurt, I Russell feel like they went. I feel yeah. like they went for Kurt Russell because he had the look, especially like. This was big. You have to think. Uh, Street Fighter came out in what ninety three. Let me double check that. But something like that. So wait, he's not a Street Fighter. Ninety four. Ninety four. Street Fighter came out in ninety four. So the video game was out before that, right? Um, same hair. Yeah. Same haircut. Same exact military build. Like it's all like it was obviously like a carbon copy, and they grabbed um, they they grabbed Kurt Russell and and made him look. The part. I mean, he looked yeah, the but part. I, I think he his choices as an actor, like he's he's the guy like has an abnormal amount of charisma. Like he's he's very charismatic, very funny, lively. Yeah, but this he should have been in this role. He's gonna be in his role, but also he didn't make the best of it. Like the best scene for him was the scene with the kid where he teaches him how to smoke. Which I thought was like, oh man, the nineties. He's teaching oh. the guy's what, like probably sixteen years old, and he's teaching him how to smoke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, this is why that, Big Tobacco got in trouble, just in case anybody ever wants to know. Right, right. Um, so that's his best scene in the movie, but other than that, he's just like stiff Kurt Russell. He has a good fight scene in the end, I guess, but you know, probably mostly stunt double yes. and yeah. yeah, nothing memorable. Yeah, this this is not a good good Kurt Russell movie, but a James Spader movie. I found James Spader to be... It's a great movie. James Spader movie. Yeah, he's he's excellent and kind of the, the dorky scientist that is trying to make the best of whatever situation. Like, he he fits that role really, really well. So I think he's James Spader... Yeah, the nerd, but the nerd gets, a, like, a love story, which I thought was, like... I, tried, I sent you a text. I was like, oh, I love the 90s, because now nobody... Like, I feel like audiences now in general, at least, would not buy a love story like that. They'd be like, no. what do you mean they fall in love just by looking at each other and not knowing the language? And then, you know, it's the cheesy Hollywood thing that they don't yeah, really like. like they start drawing. Yeah. It'll, it'll come back. You'll see by 2027, 2030, movies will become cheesy again because audiences always, you know, rotate from different. It's yeah. a cycle. Now we're in the cynical cycle. The 70s were like this. Right, but then the '80s were exactly this. The '90s were like, you know, it's, it's a cycle. It yeah, goes it's, it's going to go back, hopefully. Yeah, uh, 
Because it's I mean, really charming, because you feel good. Like, it's a nice love story. You feel good by the end. You're like, oh, you know, they met each not, other. Not to, like, talk about too much about modern movies, but to kind of bring it back, this movie is a little under two hours. It's not bad lengthwise. It actually, I think the pacing is a little slow at points. You probably, but Roland Emmerich, just, his pacing's not great. Um, but It's down, like, a lot. Like, the, the first act ends when they go to the... The other dimension or the yeah, other through the stargate yeah through the stargate and then for the next like half an hour when they first meet the villagers and it slows down really really bad and then it yeah. picks it back up when the villain shows up and then you're like okay this is why i care i i can tell that he was just trying to build like a little bit of character development within the villagers there so it kind of makes sense of why he slowed it down but it's too slow like considering the pace that we got through the first act, which was like what fifteen minutes or something, um, it, it went right through. Like the the no, it was it was, it was half an hour. Like the, yeah. the, the standard half an hour first act. Like I even checked, like a minute, like twenty nine is when they cross the stargate. Um, but you felt it like fifteen minutes because yeah, it, it yeah. goes right through. It's like okay, this is the issue. This is the character. He's a wacky, you know, um, language expert, whatever, you know. And then here's the other guy. He lost his son. Okay, let's move on. What's what's the plot? And it just goes yeah. through. Yeah. And then it just slows down for a while. And then you get a third act. And it speeds back up, I think. It speeds back up. I mean, not just the third act. Like, there's a lot of, like, you know, in, the, in that middle section, a lot of stuff that's, like, like the Kurt Russell and the kid scene. And there's the the a couple of good scenes with James Spader, like, kind of, like, deciphering the... Um, and the the girl and yeah the, and then the villain has like some you know the backstory I, I wish i guess the villain i would say was a bit underdeveloped because his story is told by jim spader by reading the hieroglyphics but yeah. the villain doesn't really tell you anything he doesn't really have much of a personality no he and even when the villain is there yeah there's no personality there's yeah. no person and the actor was good in what he was given but he he wasn't given that much, so it kind of like stays right there in the middle. Um, but either way, I mean, it's it's a it's a good villain. Uh, it's, it's yeah. a fun villain to watch. Uh, he's not physically, you know, a physically big guy that would have fought '90s Kurt Russell, so they know yeah, that. Yeah, this is why it was great, though. Like, right. he's an alien that just took the body of a human that was willing to come near him, right? And like, yeah. same alien look as. Uh, as Independence Day. But what I did like is that it was like a, a complete story. And that this is where I was going with it. Sorry. I've watched like three movies recently and all three of them. I saw 65, I saw Air, and I saw Super Mario Brothers. And one other one. Oh, and Scream, which I don't want to count Scream in this. But those three that I saw um, all John were Wick. complete. What? And John Wick. And John Wick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen a lot recently. But those three were all complete movies, right? Like, you could watch them independently. You didn't have to have a lead-in. You didn't need any, like, long explanation from anybody. And I feel like that's what we need more of now, and that's where movies like Stargate kind of fit in, is, like, even if it's two hours, it's not that perfect 90 minutes, and maybe the pacing was a little off, but it was a unique story complete, like, start-finish. Like, we didn't have to wait around uh, for a sequel or... You know, or the TV shows. You could watch this movie and never watch the TV shows, and it would still be a great movie, right? 
Um, which Roland Emmerich still does a bit of that, where he doesn't like try to build these giant franchise series. It's like sort of. Like, I mean, Moonfall, Moonfall ended with a like sequel bait, and then Independence Day: The Resurgence, and ended with sequel bait. But sequel is the name of the game right now. Back in the nineties, it was not yeah. like a sequel that was a gamble. Like people would really debate, like, should we make a sequel to this? Um, heavily and because that's guaranteed. I'm sorry. Now it's guaranteed. They just greenlight like five well, at a time. It's like this Dungeons and Dragons movie, which you haven't seen. I haven't seen it either. Um, but my understanding is it's actually very good. Um, but like people keep saying, is it enough? Is it doing well enough to start a franchise? Like, and it's like, why are you scared of franchise? Just like, is it a good movie? And then, you know, if you like, if the franchise will come, it's because people liked it enough. It's going to, you know, but, but, but you don't have to make a movie to think about the franchise. Just make a movie to make a movie. Um, Super Mario, I haven't seen it, but I know there's after credit scenes teasing the sequel, or whatever. Like, you know, doesn't matter. This is not about that. All this to say, the '90s people were not like even the ending to like Back to the Future. You mm -hmm. watch it now, and it's like teasing the sequel. But I feel like when they made it in the '90s, they were just like, "Oh, there's the next adventure, ha ha ha," and then just ends. Yeah. Right, and then they made enough money, they they made a sequel based on. But I think I like the idea of like. You know, having an ending that teases the next adventure without making without requiring it, yeah. right? Without requiring it, like you don't need it to go to the full story. It's kind of like the the Dark Knight Rises, but whatever you feel about that movie, like the ending tells you this is the next adventure, and everybody was yeah. like, "Okay, there's going to be another one." He was like, "No, I just want to tell you the symbol that the idea lives on, and that's that's the legacy of these films." Yeah, and I mean. Even, I think, with Mario, right? Like, even if it wasn't super successful, even the teaser at the end would have, in my mind, it could have just, I don't want to ruin it, but it could just be a video game that Nintendo comes out with. Like, it didn't have to, it could have been whatever. Um, I don't think it had to be a sequel. And with this, you know, what are the chances that you would get a sequel of Stargate? Like, I don't, I think it did all right, actually, in theaters. I think it did it actually did, it did well. well. It made 200 million bucks on a $55 million budget. That's pretty good. I mean, that's something that's lost these days. You know, you can make a movie with a mod, uh, moderate budget and do, you know, do pretty good. Um, which is interesting that now, like, the first John Wick was, like, made for, like, 20 million bucks, 15 million bucks. And then the latest one was 100 million bucks. So, I know. Yeah, it didn't lose its soul. I, I still enjoy it. It doesn't matter. That, that's a tangent. But, um, yeah, I mean, what else is there to say about Stargate? Uh, you know... I, I mean, I, I think it does a really good job of blending sci-fi, yes. which movies don't even try to do anymore, right? Like, um, Marvel, when it first, when the first Marvel movies were coming out, like uh, Iron Man, for instance, it did a really good job of making science fiction feel like it could be reality, right? Like, some super smart guy could build this suit and fly. Um, now, it's like witches and wizards and whatever else. Uh this somehow blended like ancient Egyptian history with ancient aliens from history channel. If you've ever watched it or seen the memes and it just like takes all this like craziness and, and it does, it blends it into uh, a pretty decent sci-fi story that kind of fills a lot of gaps. And it's funny when it's doing it, right? Like um, how it's using uh, the pyramids and how it's using like the obelisk and like all of these things. And like, it explains why they are all there and 
um, why Ra is there and why all of this like ancient Egyptian mythology is there. Um, and what you, you need to know, know, like, like it, yeah. it tells you what you need to know. What do you need to know? Okay, I need to know that you know Ra is you know like like again not 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 so much like just filling you with information. Like I think I texted you like, hey, I don't fully get the science behind the Stargate. And, and there is like, none. There's no, there is none. I was like, oh, I thought I missed something. It's like there is none. It's just they just tell you there's a Stargate. You need seven points to uh, to locate seven points, six on their destination. The seventh is where, where you are in order for the Stargate to work. And yeah. then that's all you need to know because the movie, once you get to the other side of the Stargate, you're like, oh, where do I find the seven points? And that's the whole point of the story. And you don't need anything else. Like, you know, you, you like some some people, I, I read somebody, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but some people are complaining that the Super Mario movie never explains to you what the Mushroom Kingdom is. Why are toads there like speaking and why? And it's like, yeah, who cares? Like, it's, I haven't seen it again. I don't know how it's framed there, but it's like, you know, sometimes it's just to say, you know, this is there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just, you know, that's all you need to know. And you just go ahead and watch the movie. And like, this is lucky enough. The way that he does this, which I really like, is he just uses ancient Egyptian history, which we all know, right? Like, I mean, just generically. We know that there's pyramids in Egypt. We know that there, you know, most people have heard of Ra, the sun god, or, you yeah, know, Horus, or, and, yeah. and he just, he grabs that and pulls it in. So anybody with, like, a little bit of historical knowledge, especially for the crowd that he made this for in the United States, right, it's going to blow up, and it's going to be really easy to understand, and you don't really care about anything else, and aliens built the pyramid, right? Like, that's all it comes down to. Yeah. Um no, and and the, the, this idea, like, what I liked the most probably was this idea, and, and, and movies have done it, you know, forever, this idea of taking old stuff. Like, it, it's as if, like, imagine if the Egyptians, you know, the civilization, the Egyptian civilization at its peak had become, like, technologically advanced enough that yeah. they are in the future for us. But they're still living in pyramids. Well, a lot living, because most people didn't live in the pyramids, actually. Um yeah. I mean, People don't know what they were. It doesn't matter. Like, it's yeah. that, like, you know. I mean, that's the whole like, point of this movie. It's great. People exactly. don't understand where the pyramids came from. And he was like, I've got an idea. And he just ran with it. It's, it's made by this alien. And then, but, but, but then it's like, but this alien has a flying pyramid. And the flying pyramid has a sarcophagus that's also like a healing chamber. But it still look like, looks like an Egyptian sarcophagus, just like made modern. And then they have these weapons that are like staffs, but they, they mm -hmm. probably look like something the Egyptians would have used. And th I like that idea. Like it's it's a sort of like a neo-Egyptian vibe, you know? Well, I thought the sarcophagus, like the little details in this is what sell this movie. Like the sarco sarcophagus, right? We know that the like ancient Egyptians believe that there was an afterlife and the way to do it was to be buried in a sarcophagus and then like you'd rise from the dead and whatever. And, and you would need all your organs. And anyway, that's what the sarcophagus is in this movie. You go into it, it heals you, you come out and you're fine. Right. And you live another life. Um, and they, they explain it in a one line explanation that I love, which is, yeah, I selected your species because your bodies are easy to repair. Like, Okay. Okay. Because okay. like I know, in, I know how. <laughs> yeah. In, in a movie, like when why would he choose the humans? It's like, oh, they fix that. Why would he out of all of the universes that he's found, why would he choose you humans? Oh, your bodies are easy to repair. 
Like, perfect. Like, we don't need anything more than that. They didn't even explain the healing chamber. Like, he just came in, and he went out, and he was healed, and they were like, yeah, I know how to fix your bodies because they're easy. That's it. Like, they don't make things like this anymore. I really wish that we had more movies like this, honestly. Well, I feel like when they make movies like this, right? I mean, we talk about this every week. We're like a broken record. And the problem is, like, it's both of us. I would say it's only me, but we're both of us. But, like, you know, we we went through this, I think, with, like, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, a movie that most people did not enjoy. And a big part of that movie was the simplicity of, like, okay, there's a virus. People are getting it. This is what happened. And, 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 and it's the same with, I know I mentioned John Carpenter often, but like, that's how he made movies. Like it was just, this is the premise, you know, let's just go with it. Um, and, 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 and it was effective. It was a good popcorn movie. Um, heavily, like you can tell how much like Roland Emmerich loves Star Wars because Star Wars is basically the same thing, like spaceships over the desert, you know, at least the first half of Star Wars is like over a desert. Second yeah. half, you're in a spaceship. Like it, this is the first Star Wars again, right? Um, so you can tell how much he enjoys those things. Uh, and then, of course, it takes you know takes he takes it further in Independence Day and you know maybe even Moonfall, but that's a different conversation. I mean, he just he's made the same movie like three times now. It's great. A, a lot more than three. Like like I was telling you, you didn't watch Ten Thousand BC. Um, yeah. That is uh, like cavemen movie i was thinking about moonfall it's like the same thing like an alien species is actually the moon like does he just look at things and be like moon earth built or built by aliens pyramids built by aliens like everything built by aliens he's like simple simple and 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 and, 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 you know this one of course stargate has the distinction that it's not a destruction movie like a world ending movie uh, probably for budget reasons or whatever, but like it's it's pretty effective that way. You don't the stakes are I, like you're like okay, there are these people, you know, and they that, like there's this this civilization that is being oppressed by this you know alien, and there's also the soldiers and James Bader who need to get back. Those are your stakes. You don't need to have the whole planet at stake in order for you to care about these you know this small group of individuals that have these little problems. That's it. The only, did you notice there's only like one plot hole that I could really find? Like really big plot hole. Yeah. Um, which was like, why wouldn't the alien just come back to Earth after they tore down the Stargate? Well, it's like on the other side of the known universe or something, right? I mean, yeah, but he could like, he had to put the Stargate in both places. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, also, I mean, it, he instead of killing all the soldiers, he kidnaps them to kill them later. And instead of blowing up the nuclear bomb right there, he's like, "I'll do it tomorrow." Like you know, there's like little yeah, things. Yeah, a lot of like subtle plot things. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but I mean, you can't. I mean, it's a popcorn movie, so you know you can forgive some of those, I guess. Yeah, but overall, so recommend or not recommend? Recommend for sure. Um, not my favorite 90s movie, not my favorite Emmerich movie. Like I said, he perfected what I liked in this one in Independence Day. I probably would have enjoyed this one even more if I'd seen it before I watched Independence Day. Yeah. Um, but as a child, like I feel like if I was like eight years old, because I watched Independence Day, what year did it come out? 96. I was eight years old, yeah, seven years old when I watched Independence Day, and I lost my shit. And I feel like with this one, I would have I would have lost my shit too. So Just- like this to me reminds me of TBS. 
growing up, like this was on TBS. Same thing with like Independence Day in all of his movies, really. They were on TBS or TNT or whatever cable network or, you know, cable yeah. network it was. But yeah, they, they I mean, I loved it. I loved yeah. it again when I rewatched it. Like yeah. the only part that I noticed as an adult was like the middle part was slow. But I think when I was a kid, it was like aliens built the pyramids. Like my brain is exploding, you know? Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would I would recommend it. Go watch it and enjoy it as much as we did. Let us know. Let us yeah. know in the comments. Um, remember to subscri subscribe. Yeah, right? don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, see with our little logo at the bottom. Well, you can't see it if we manage to upload this on Discord again. Um, you know, people can listen to this without watching the video. Uh, you can't see it, but it's a logo that says subscribe. So there you go. Um, yeah. That's it, John. Uh, we haven't been here in like three weeks because you've been watching movies. Uh, I've been watching a ton of movies. I'm ready to to do some more reviews. I have. Just so you know, we're all aware there is a giant uh, John and Gabe playlist that I've queued up, and we have like a shared note box. So uh, maybe we'll tweet that out, and you can see what we're we're thinking about reviewing, and maybe we'll get some votes going or something like that. That'd be fun. We haven't done that in like two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, That's it. See you next week. Yeah.